The aim of Black Mental Matters is to tell experiences with honesty. Therefore, some discussions may trigger an adverse reaction. If a discussion is beginning to upset you, we advise that you please stop listening and talk to your support team. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, how you doing? It's Vince, the voice, your host. This is the Black Mental Matters Podcast. How you doing? I hope things are going okay. This Black Mental Matters Podcast is a series of interviews and discussions around mental health and the black community. And I'm just so glad we're going to have this group therapy session again here with you today. Let you know you're not alone, particularly my sisters today, black women, because Fellas, ladies, you know, for years on end, decades, uh, generations, black women, they've been forced to carry the weight of the world on their shoulders without complaint or acknowledgement. Because if they complain or whatever, they get labeled emotional, irrational, and a lot of times, you know, that angry, angry black woman, you know? Black women have swallowed oceans of tears, and I mean oceans of tears for the greater good, all without an ounce of appreciation or gratitude for most. And we want to today focus on that emotional wellness, help our sisters receive mental health health resources in the black community the limited and overtaxed we, you know we have a health crisis that takes its toll on the souls of our sisters there's a severe shortage of competent licensed clinical practitioners and programs to support good mental health of black women a lack of mental health trained community advocates a lack of good mental health care and all these things there's no replacement for the help you can get and listen i do know some good therapists and matter of fact we're going to be hearing from one right now but you know there's no replacement for the help you can get from the mental health professionals so do actively uh, seek them out if there are things going on but in the meantime and in between time we're going to discuss that today that emotional wellness for our black women and uh, it's because you know black mental matters here we go Welcome to Black Mental Matters. I'm your host, Vince DeVoice Bailey. And program, you know, today, again, we're so excited because we have Makiba Reed Johnson with us, a health and wellness educator. Been doing it over decades and advocate for mental health and awareness and has worked with so many young people, old, everyone. Makiba, welcome back to Black Mental Matters. Glad to have you. Um, One of the things that you uh, focused on a lot in your, well, it's not quite a practice because you're not a doctor, but but you are out there and and healing people with your your words was emotional wellness uh, for for, for black women. Mm -hmm. Black women have a unique place in this world historically and uh, here today. Let's talk about that a little bit. Where where did that come from for you? Sure. Um, it actually, of course, came, being a black woman, right? Well, yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and 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 just the awareness of the societal pressure of having to have it all together all mm-hmm. the time, mm-hmm. um, head to toe. Yes, literally. What? Yes, all the time. Um, not having permission to be sad. Mm. Um, you know, not feeling comfortable showing when I wasn't okay. Mm. Um, that's when I kind of started noticing, okay, I've, I've got to start figuring this out on my own. And when I started speaking to other women about it, um, actually through the boxing mm. is when I first started realizing, okay, you know, women collectively don't have a space to just kind of let it all out like the boxing ring does. You know, that that's where we met. Uh, mm-hmm. You were uh, a champion, uh, a two-time Golden Glove champion, in fact. And it's funny you say that. I remember interviewing one of the uh, participants, and she was very 
soft spoken. And I, I, I think I kept digging deeper. And by the end of that conversation, she was like, yeah, and I'm going to get that. I was like, whoa. <laughs> you know? Right. You know, uh, but but that was a wonderful uh, experience. And uh, uh, continue. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. I just had a flash in my oh, brain. Oh, no, sure, sure. Mm-hmm. No, but that's, that's what actually put me on to the journey, Vince, of being comfortable talking about mm-hmm. mental health was was boxing mm-hmm. because um, boxing forces you to be present. It's mm. it's one of the only workouts that you can't have headphones on. You know, like when you're in, in the ring with Terry Moss, the boss. Oh, no. Yeah. You better not have no headphones on. <laughs> Get that left, right, left. Right. Exactly. Yes, right. Right. Yeah. Um, it, it, it forces you to bring your stuff into the ring instead of you know most gyms or most workouts you've got your headphones on like running swimming you're kind of just zoned out and for a little bit of time that feels good because you're kind of you know putting your your brain and that that mindless brain activity on pause Mm -hmm. but boxing forces you to bring it in there with you and you know the women that i trained with we would cry Mm. we would you know take it out you know, and, and women's boxing is great because other women are not trying to hold back when they're sparring with you. Mm. So we got a lot of dialogue started just in the sense of, you know, I'm I'm OK bringing this into the gym. I'm not here to talk. I'm not here to look cute. Mm. I don't care about how your weekend was. Mm. I just need to just get some of this stuff out of my system. And that was okay. And and that was the space for it. And that's that's totally uh, opposite of what life for a a, a black woman is. Absolutely. Right. 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 Because we are supposed to go out there and get the college degree and then get another one and then get, and then get another one. In fact, um, I think some research came out a, a couple of years ago that black women are the most educated demographic. Oh yeah in the country, mm-hmm. you know, and everybody was celebrating, yay, but at what cost, right, you right. know, at, at, at what cost? So you've got your PhD and you've got your $400,000 home, but you are still depressed. Mm-hmm. You have anxiety. And what's interesting in that Vince is that the more stuff you have, the quicker you realize this ain't it. This, this ain't is it. not, this made me comfortable, right. but this doesn't make me happy and it doesn't make me whole and mm-hmm. it doesn't heal me. So, you know, we've got to start looking at, you know, we are out there and we're in school and we're taking care of our families and, you know, we're, you know, working and taking care of our families at the same time and going to school. I mean, I met a lot of black women that are working on their PhDs, working full time and have little kids. kids, And it's like, wow, I hope you're okay, sis, because that's a lot to take on. Mm. So we've got to start looking at, okay, you know, what is it that we're not addressing collectively as black women because we think that all this stuff that adds to us is out there. But there's a lot of stuff and a lot of healing inside of us that when we tap into, it was right there all along. We didn't have to go get it. You know, historically, uh, the strong black woman, the, the the grandmother, I mean, if we go further back, you know, the, the, the in, into the days here in America of slavery and things like that, the, the woman was the one that held everything 
everything, you know, together and uh, and probably also one of the well, can't say the most abused, but uh, definitely mm-hmm. uh, it wasn't a contest. It was terrible. And so these mechanisms, as you said, to, to have everything in order. I mean, that over the years, over the years, over the decades, over the generations and it's passed down. I mean, mm-hmm. in teaching voiceover, it's so funny that uh, with with my black female students, they are going to say those words properly. <laughs> And they are not going to break a verb. And I'm like, no, no, because they have been taught. Yes. You better speak. Better be bilingual. Bilingual. That's right. (laughs) (laughs) But that's the pressure that has been put on them all their lives. Absolutely. Uh, And and, and so, again, your mission with the emotional wellness, uh, man, just a powerful thing. Once again, we're talking here today with uh, Makiba Reed Johnson, uh, just a great uh, health and wellness uh, educator, a boxing champion, sound therapy, sound healing. We're going to take a short break and we'll be back in just a moment. It's Black Mental Matters. I'm Vince The Voice, and today Makiba Reed Johnson is back with us, and we're we're helping out my sisters today because I love my sisters. I'm married to a sister. My mama was a sister. I didn't have any real sisters, but a bunch of girl cousins, and, <laughs> right. you know. And and to watch all of us now uh, be adults, you know, we were all kids together, and uh, you know, life is something else. And and so one of the things that uh, you specialize in is honing in and trying to help with that emotional well being for 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 black. We're, where did this this stress, you know, because we hear about it so much, where did it really come from, you think, um, Kiva? Um, Vince, it comes from racism. It comes from slavery. Mm. It comes from um, in the beginning when black families were torn apart, mm. when black men were separated from black women, the children were separated from us, and black women had to keep going. Mm. There was no other choice. We had to keep going. And in all of that, in our plight and in our knowledge of, okay, we have to keep going. You know, there was the rape and the, you know, um, sexual abuse yeah. by, you know, white men yeah. that we just, again, that was just part of what our life was and that we had to deal with it. And we didn't have time to talk about it. Mm. We didn't have time to sit and worry about it. We had to keep going. No advocates for you. No, no. nobody couldn't call nine one one. Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. And so that's where I believe it stemmed from. It just the idea of you know, as a black woman, I can overcome anything. And most black women do feel like that because that's how we've had to survive. Mm. You know, on the flip side of that, and of course, today we're talking about the black woman, but mm-hmm. can't talk about the black woman without the black man. Absolutely. I always uh, think about, you know, those scenarios you just spoke of and what effect that had on the black man's psyche, you know, when knock comes on the door. Hey, Vince, go outside. I got some. Yes. You know, and this is my wife and my yes. kid you know, or my kid. You take it, you know. And so, I mean, they really did. A, they did a, a, a heck of a doozy job on us. didn't Right. They? Yes. Yeah. Yes, they did. And and when you think about it, Vince, if you look at, you know, the rise of therapy and where it started from with psychology and psychiatry, um, our first introduction as black people to, you know, psychotherapy was it was a thing that white people were doing. Right. And if you think think about the fact that black people collectively have been murdered, defecated upon, hung, raped, 
mm-hmm. killed in front of one another, mm-hmm. you know, beaten, mm-hmm. urinated upon, mm-hmm. and white people are in therapy mm-hmm. and we're not? Mm-hmm. What are we doing? Are we so doing? Th- that's why it's so important. I mentioned, I think, off air um, how important I think it is that you're that you're bringing to the forefront, you know, culturally competent therapists and persons that are in the field of counseling and psychiatry and psychology because this is something that we have to do as a family Mm. and this is something that we have to do with one another and with other people that have the language and the understanding of okay this is not just something isolated that you're dealing with where you just think that you're invincible you're not alone no this is historical and this has been taught to you and this is a pattern that you have to break you know a story um, I was uh, used to live in uh, Little Rock Arkansas and uh, there's a museum there the Central High Museum uh, you know the Little Rock Nine and uh, you know when they integrate and so there's a museum there and, and I was hired to uh, shoot some video on uh, on some of the presentations in the museum and one was with Elizabeth Eckford she's the lady you see that, that iconic picture she's walking uh, to school because she didn't know they weren't going to school that day and they're screaming and hollering at her you know and she's walking but she told the story of you know, they would throw balloons filled with urine at her in school. Uh, they would put glass in the shower. Uh, of course, pulling her, hitting her, snapping her and this kind of thing. But she said the worst thing was being ignored. Oh, my goodness. That no one spoke to her, you know. And uh, it was, it, it was yeah, it was a powerful, again, the fact that uh, that's one story. There's so many, right. but you're not the only one. And, and that's why, Makib, it's so great to have you, you know, who can vocalize these things and, and, and let, you know, give us some hope that uh, we can get past these things. And, you know, so many mothers, I mean, you, you, you know, being an educator and a mom, and uh, then you got to be, you know, my, uh, you know, and I'm speaking in terms of like, but you got to console me as well. And, you know, and then big mamas, you know, <laughs> thank God for big mamas, yes. right? Grandmothers who kept us, who really saw it even worse. And baby, it's going to yes. be all right, huh? Absolutely. Historically has been there for us. Yes, mm. yes. But when you think about about that you need to remember the place quote unquote of the black man mm-hmm. because he's he's been displaced yes. in all of that right. because he was taught your family doesn't even need you right and that has led to you know a lot of black men feeling like they've got to be over aggressive and women feeling like you know it's it, it's not okay if my son is exhibiting you know feminine quote unquote qualities yeah. because we don't see it as no this is just a little kid that's just sad because he may be being bullied in school mm-hmm. and he just needs a space to be himself and to not feel like he's got to be out there in sports mm-hmm. and in this and that. Mm-hmm. And um, in that, um, I had mentioned to you earlier, Vince, that, you know, I have two sons mm-hmm. and, and they're, they're both in, they're both in college. And, you know, I was raised with the thought of everything was you know, academic achievement and then financial success. And then once you achieve the American dream, you've made it. Made it. You're going to be happy. Life ever after is just going to be great. And um, that was not the case. And, and that is not the case. And when I started having conversations with my two black sons about their mental health, our world changed, mm. our home changed, our environment changed. Instead of asking them about grades, 
you know, did you get a job for the summer? Mm -hmm. Is your room clean? Mm -hmm. Why haven't you done this? You know, my first question is, how are you feeling? Mm. You know, how is your mental health? Mm. Um, You know, what are you going through? Is there anything you want to talk to me about? And I'm understanding them at a different level. Mm. And I'm creating space for them to not be on that fast track of, you know, I just got to bottle my emotions in as a man and just get some things done and, you know, go make a lot of money and have this great social status in, you know, this country mm-hmm. that having the dialogue with your sons is critical mm-hmm. because of the displacement of the black man. Mm-hmm. And it's it's uh, easier said than done. You know, yes. I, I could think of, you know, being a son and then being a dad that I am minor, you know, in their 30s now. And uh, how do you feel? You know, I'm, uh, as a man, you're like, oh, how do I feel? Who cares how I feel? I got to go out here and yes. get this paper or right. I got to do this, you know. But I can see how uh, what you're saying. I mean, that would help someone grow so exponentially mm-hmm. faster, you know, getting uh, in touch with their, their 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 inside and then having that confidence to know who they are. You can't displace me. I know who right. I am. Right, mm-hmm. right. Because when you do that, Vince, when you ask a child or a young adult, how are you feeling? You know, what are you dealing with? Is there anything that I can help you with? You see them. Mm. And that is so important Mm. for people of color because we feel like we're not seen, Mm. you know, and black men feel like they're not seen. And that's why, you know, they, you know, sometimes do the things that they do acting out in school, you know, feeling like they have to be the, the class clown. On the flip side of that is, you know, you've got kids that are in school and you have teachers that might be more inclined to think your child is being aggressive when they're really not. They're Mm. just being expressive Mm -hmm. because they are a black male. Because I had to deal with that with one of my sons as well, being called to the school all the time. Me and my husband had to divide it up. I got the (laughs) phone call for the academics and he got the phone calls for the discipline because my oldest son, he's um, he's a philosophy major, okay. so he wants to just he's express got, himself. He's got a brain, that's right. Yes. He wants to, he yes. wants to talk yes. and he wants to ask questions. Yes. And you sure that's right? You know, I mean, of course, there's a way to you know to, to go about it. If a teacher writes something on the board and you have a question, of course, there's a way to express that. Mm. But in certain settings, he went to a predominantly Jewish high school, mm. and so when he was being you know his expressive self, the teacher was really put off by it. Right. And she felt like he was being disrespectful right. and he was like, well, I really like my teacher and I'm just, I have a question, right. you know, but that was teaching him shut up and sit down. Yeah. And um, I remember one, one time I got a call from, you know, the counselor that, you know, she told me that she wanted, it was her recommendation to put him on Ridlin. Yeah. And I wanted to know, well, what are your credentials? Mm. Who are you? <laughs> Let me right. see your license. It ain't happening. No, like right. right. Yeah, yeah, because yeah. that that wasn't the place of a of a school counselor to tell me. And this was her first conversation that she was having with me based mm. on, you know, some information that the teacher had given her. You know, but what that was teaching my son was you just need just to sit down and be quiet and not 
express yourself. And I had to kind of get in, in the middle of that and un, unwrap that for him and just let him know, you know, you, you know, you, of course, there's a way to be respectful in class, son, but you need to know it's OK to express yourself. You know, that uh, result of that happening over and over and over again, I say you can see the results when you drive down MLK, when you drive down uh, Laurie or some certain streets where it's just men in the standing there, somebody shut them down long yes. time ago and they believed it yes. and uh, they just got stuck. And yes. so hopefully this conversation we're having today is going to help uh, some of those uh, uh, folks who, um, you know, are susceptible to this madness that has been put upon the uh, uh, black community. And so glad to have you again. This is Makiba Reed Johnson. We'll be back with more in just a moment because Black Mental Matters. It's Black Mental Matters. I'm your host, Vince the Voice Bailey. Today, again, joined by Makiba Reed Johnson. And uh, she's just, uh, I'm telling you, she'll blow your mind sometime. (laughs) We were talking today about uh, emotional wellness, black women, families, and things. I mean, so much that the black woman uh, uh, goes through physically as well as mentally. Uh, We were were just talking a little bit about the hysterectomy. Tell me the... Right, yeah. I had a friend who had a a hysterectomy and um, when... And when she first had it done, I was like, I had never thought about that word before. Mm-hmm. And then I was trying to figure out, okay, you know, what is that? Like, what's the Latin root word of hysterectomy? Because I was thinking you know, the organ itself has got to be named within that surgical procedure. And then when it dawned on me that it's from the root word hysterical mm. and that having her, you know, certain parts of her body that her womb, were indicative yes. of being female yes. um, as far as sex were removed that you know historically that it it was believed that that made you more calm as a woman to have your organs that you know your reproductive organs removed Mm. Um, so that's kind of where it evolved into you know it not being okay for women to cry um, I, I've actually heard, you know, people in women in, in business settings say you never, ever, 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 ever cry mm. in the business environment ever. Mm. Um, and then that kind of, again, teaches us, OK, keep it in, stay tough, stay strong. And then, you know, that whole angry black woman, yes. that phrase comes from mm. the default of strength, which sometimes gets misinterpreted as anger is a safer emotion to display in any environment mm. because it's it's not sorrow and it's not sadness because sorrow and sadness and that type of emotion comes with judgment and you weakness know, and exactly like yeah, right. And yeah. you can't hang, you can't handle this. Yeah. So, you know, you can't run, you know, with the big dogs anymore. So that anger and that strength, like that kind of ends up being like a default. And then, you know, hence we're into the whole strong black woman, the superwoman mm-hmm. complex, which is, which is killing us. And the, the, the images that we see in media and, and movies, and uh, all these shows, you know, it's 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 the alpha woman, yes. <laughs> you know, the, the the superwoman who's got it all except a man. Tyler Perry presents <laughs> Diary of a Mad Black Woman. Right. You know, who's gonna get that? It's uh, it's, and, and it, it is. It's tough. So, and then when our young people are seeing these examples mm-hmm. and images, uh, you're talking about your sons earlier, and and I can recall, you know, you no know, shame in my game. I cried. For my uh, boys, because they were good, articulate, smart, black 
boys, yes. you know, and uh, I didn't let them watch BET when they were kids. I didn't let them, you know, despite whatever daddy was doing, and they would be picked on, you know, uh, for, uh, you know, not dropping it like it's hot and doing all those kinds of things. Right. And it not really, being black enough. Not being black enough. Yes. And and I, I, I recall crying. I'm like, man, you try to do the right yeah. thing for you. You know, get them going, and they're going now. They're doing their thing. But that was a tough time. Uh, and I'm sure, you know, with the statistics of women and men getting divorced and you got a lot of women that are running the household. Now they got to be mama and daddy and teaching them to be strong. Yet also it's oof. Mm-hmm. right. Yeah. Teaching us that we don't need anybody we to need, lean on. Yes. Um, and that's dangerous mm-hmm. because then that teaches you that there's no outlet and there's no soft place to land. So you just continue to just fester in your trauma and mm. your sorrow and mm. your pain, which will eventually present itself. In it will present itself in your parenting. Mm-hmm. It will present itself in your relationship. It will present itself at work. Mm-hmm. So the cycle has got to be broken, starting with the dialogue of, hey, let's let's talk about what is going on and let's talk about you know the importance of getting our feelings out there and on the table you know and not feeling like in fact i sent you that a link to um a documentary called outside the house Mm -hmm. and the entire premise of that documentary excellent documentary is we were taught don't take your stuff outside the house Mm. you keep our business in the house you don't talk to no school counselor you don't talk to a teacher, that's right. you keep it in the house. That's right. And that's kind of where that came from. And that's kind of, you know, why we kind of hold stuff in because, you know, that goes deeper, not just as far as us not talking outside of the house. We don't talk in the house. Don't talk in the house. You know, like when it comes to suicide, you know, mm-hmm. I had two suicide attempts. We didn't talk about it though. We did not talk about it. And it was like, okay, Mickey, but you better get your, yourself together. Yes. And so I just had to get myself together. Yes, yes. Yes, oh, I can uh, uh, definitely uh, uh, relate. And so what we, you know, uh, had you on previously uh, and you were talking about how a black woman was eight years older physically Mm -hmm. as a result of all of this uh, stress and trauma. I think of, you know, I told you, you know, I've experienced the suicide myself. I look back at my mom uh, who, you know, had to you know, continue after uh, it happened. And, but what a woman she was oh, still, you know, she did so much all the way to uh, uh, to the end. And, oh, she was a two-time breast cancer survivor, had polio as a child with the iron lung, you wow. know, and, you know, to lose her, her, her husband, lose her son. I mean, it was just, oh, my goodness. Uh, and but, she lost them in a manner of, it wasn't okay for her to grieve because you don't keep, get that type of mm. support when you have someone in your family commit suicide. If you have someone in your family that, has a, that dies from a heart attack, like if your father would have passed away from a heart attack, boy, everybody would have been yeah. having their arms around you. Yeah. But when it's suicide, nobody wants to talk about it. Yeah. You're not going to get the love yeah. and the you know camaraderie right. and that shoulder to cry and there's not going to be dialogue just about questions, it. Just, just those silent questions of right. why and leave it alone. And and then when it comes to the spiritual aspect of it, there are so many different spiritual beliefs about that we've been taught mm-hmm. about suicide. And, well, you're not going to go to heaven if you if you commit suicide. It's a selfish thing. And I, I, I think I did mention this to you. And I will say this with every breath in my body because it's so important for people to hear 
a person who dies by suicide is not doing anything violent to themselves. They are hurting, they are in pain, and they're trying to escape it. Mm. That's it. Mm. That's it. And you can't judge that. And you can't put some type of spiritual ideology and attach it to how someone was dealing with their own pain. Mm. Mm. Talk about emotional uh, health, boy. Emotional uh, getting your, your 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 and it's everything aspect of of life. The way that you you know think of things, the way that you process things, things that have because things are going to happen. You know they they've happened to each of us. They've happened to you, the listener. They've happened to your family. But then what do you do from there? And that is the reason why we're having this conversation and for this podcast, uh, Black Mental Matters. I'm gonna give you a chance uh, to, to give them some good words uh, before we uh, close out this show, uh, Makiba. To give them some words that can uh, help uh, our women and our men. Let's 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 just be fair. Our women and our men. Um, some direction on getting their minds together. Sure. Well, one of the big thing is, things is that we have to kind of get away from the um, mutual ex- ex- exclusivity of being spiritual and seeking therapy and that you can't pray everything away. And I know that a lot of therapists, a lot of counselors and mental health advocates are now saying that, mm. that you, know, you can't pray everything away. But that doesn't mean that we're, t- we're trying to totally negate your you know, spirituality. Your right. spirituality is critical to your well-being. Mm-hmm. You know, but what you have to look at is, you know, you take Tylenol when you have a headache, you go mm-hmm. to the emergency room if mm-hmm. you've got some injury. There are things that you need to do for your mind mm-hmm. as well. But it's going to start with breaking down the barrier of fear of having the conversation mm-hmm. and also being okay with knowing, okay, you know, like as a parent, I could have done a lot of things better. You know, I was a very stressed out new mom because my mom was stressed out. Her mom was stressed out. And I kind of taught my kids a lot of anxiety. And now that I realize that, you know, part of that now is creating the space for them to be able to say, hey, mom, you know, Remember when you said such and such and such and such, (laughs) and that really wasn't cool. And for me to be able to receive it and not be defensive. Be defensive. And And forgive yourself because you just didn't know. Exactly. And forgive yourself. It's okay. Right. But thank you so much. Thank you again for being here. And uh, I look forward to uh, uh, many more discussions. This is uh, Makiba Reed Johnson, a health and wellness educator. You can find her out there. Just just, uh, Google her. You'll find find her. And, of course, I'm Vince the Voice Bailey at... uh, it's such a pleasure being with you all. Have a great one. Black Mental Matters. Thank you so much.